Welcome to Mythids. My name is Brooke. My name is Alyssa, and uh, international television has ruined my entire fucking life. <laughs> I'm not even. I can't even. True. I can't even joke. This is not a. Oh, Alyssa uses hyperbole. Alyssa tells a fun personal experience. I'm in hell. As am I, but I'm doing the fun middle child thing of bottling it up and pretending everything's fine. Yeah, but then you, you miss- really learn a lot from me. Yeah, but then you miss the fun of your entire family watching you walk around the house like a Victorian wraith, draping yourself over furniture and wailing loudly. <laughs> and that's what I do. And you think I'm kidding? Ask anyone in my family. Oh no, I don't think you're kidding for a single second. I've been in your home when you're having strong feelings before and this perfectly tracks. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> Sorry we got sidetracked. Uh, this is the show where we talk about m- myths, monsters, nope, monsters, myths, and cryptids. Well, it's fucking same thing. <laughs> um, I think, Alyssa. Yes. It's your turn to go first. Is it? I have no idea, but I think so. Uh, okay, sure. I'll go first. Uh, so I am on a little bit of a cryptid kick as of late, and I found something pretty fun, uh, in the North American bestiary, uh, called the Snallygaster. Or at least that's how I believe it's pronounced. I didn't actually find any pronunciations. It just looked like a fun word, so Snallygaster it is. Now, this cryptid was first cited in the 1730s uh, by German colonizers, and they named it the Schnellergeist, which means quick ghost. And Hmm. they described it as a half reptile, half bird, uh, metallic beak lined with razor sharp teeth, uh, claws like iron hooks, and with octopus like tentacles coming out of its mouth. Same. That's also how people describe me. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. So, but like, if you think of it like a giant dragon that's got some bird-like qualities to it, that's probably and also has octopus uh, octopus tentacles coming out of its mouth. That's just the easiest way, I guess you could you could do it. Um, this is just Cthulhu's little it brother. would silently swoop from the sky uh, to pick off its victims or just uh, like grab them out of the sky kind of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. it's also been claimed to suck the blood of its victims. So again, I guess I'm on a vampiric cryptid uh, yeah. case specifically. I'm noticing a trend. Uh, vampires, big sexy. That's my statement of the day. I swear to God, get out of my house. <laughs> The early German settlers believed that a seven-pointed star would uh, actually keep it at bay. I don't know the validity of this claim, just that uh, you can actually still see them on barns from that particular time period and area, uh, like central Maryland, D.C. So if you go to any historic sites, there's a whole bunch of seven-pointed stars in, like, your German settlements because they're like, we gotta keep out the... uh, Schnellergeist, which sounds only slightly better than Snallygaster. Uh, when this actually really became a big, I guess, hit, you want to say, was uh, around February and March of 1909, which, if you remember, is coincidentally very close to around 
the time the Jersey Devil was spotted. And coincidentally, this newspaper was like, oh, the Snallygaster has been seen in other regions. It's been seen in New Jersey. It's been seen in Virginia. It's been... And I'm like, you can't just claim credit for the Jersey Devil, guys. You can't just say it moved. Uh, I think you'll remember Chicago did that with Mothman just fine. I mean, I guess. Um, but the descriptions in your newspaper accounts uh, changed slightly. Um, it still was the giant half reptile, half bird, enormous wings, uh, the bill, the claws like hooks. Uh, but this claimed that it had only a single eye in the center of its forehead and made screeches like a locomotive whistle. So apparently when it screams or makes noises, it sounds like a train whistle. Um, yeah. Again, they say that about me too. (laughs) Bro, if you're a Snallygaster, you need to tell me. I thought we were friends. What the fuck? Otherwise, it's entrapment. (laughs) Snallygaster entrapment. (laughs) You realize you just set a huge problem for yourself later in terms of datability? By continually comparing yourself. Because I'm the hottest person in the world. Everyone wants to date me and to imply that I am this monster means that it's more dateable than literally anything in the whole wide world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I also know all of my weaknesses that make me actually very undateable. (laughs) Just ask my husband. I can't believe. I can't believe we're about to in like 20 minutes argue whether you personally are dateable or not. (laughs) Well, let me just get it done. Number one, I am incredibly hot. (laughs) <laughs> Number two, I will refuse to ever clean up my home before you come over. Fair, valid. <laughs> ever, under any circumstances. It's fine. You can walk around things. Non-issue. Exactly. After a while, paths begin through the through the thing. You just have to learn to weave through it. Exactly. Like, it's organized chaos. Okay, no it isn't. It's just chaos, but with paths <laughs> carved through it. Don't lie about my home i'm 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 trying to help you out here man i'm throwing (laughs) you a bone just take it (laughs) it won't work my husband listens and he'll yell at me if i lie (laughs) oh christ okay so when this thing was sighted back again in 1909 uh it was supposedly spotted by a brick burning uh like operational site. I guess kiln is the word I'm looking for. But anyway, uh, this guy saw it uh, and then it supposedly emitted a blood-curling scream and flew off. Uh, because I guess this guy... Well, it, it flew off, but this guy was closer to like, yeah. And then I chased it off. Me and my dogs ran it out of town. And they're like, you're very big and tough mystery man who chases off cryptids and we are all very impressed with you. Um, I'm not. Why the fuck he'd chase it off? We could be friends. What a bitch. Yeah. See, this is why it's hard to make friends. People keep chasing me off with their dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm I'm actually crying. Bro, I'm so funny. (laughs) Comedic genius, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, then it was later seen, uh, again, people like to, they're like, yeah, three of us chased it down to the railroad station, and we beat it and fought with it for an hour and a half, and then we chased it into the woods. It's like, 
why don't you have any signs of a struggle or also a fight with one anything else and also you have zero injuries on your person. But sure, you fought it for an hour and a half. They, like, threw a pebble at it at one point, and they yeah. were like, it was a really hard battle. These are, like, these National Enquirer uh, articles that you see, like, I married an alien. Like, it has the same credibility as it that. It does. But anyway, uh, it wasn't seen again for roughly 23 years when it was seen again uh, in, like, Washington County. And people are like, oh, uh, I guess it only lives like 20 years and these are offsprings because it must have laid eggs or whatever. Which is weird that. conjecture, but I'll allow it, I suppose. Um, so to jump backwards a little bit, um, I don't know why it's organized like this. Uh, my organization is the mess is the answer. But anyway, back in your 1909s... Uh, the newspaper was trying to get a big call for this Snallygaster. Like, they wanted... Really, it was just the newspaper wanted uh, people to buy it and also attention. So, thank you, capitalism. Uh, but the Middleton mm -hmm. Valley Register was like, we have to increase our readership. So, we're gonna uh, exacerbate these stories to the point where... They were offering, like, $100,000, which in, 1909 is a shitload of An money. An insane Can I just amount say? of money, yeah. Um, so they created this hoax uh, to try and get people to hunt for it. And it w got to the point where President Roosevelt was like, I'm personally going to consider postponing uh, my hunt in Africa to go chase this thing down. Which is kind of wild. When your newspaper story is so ridiculous, the president is like, I'm going to catch me a snallygaster. Like, I almost want to give them credit for I it. I mean, I bet our current president would fall for it. That's not saying a whole lot. That's actually not saying anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, but... I, I want to say there are articles, there's pictures of this newspaper from 1909. This is the least convincing hoax I've ever seen in my life. And I want it to be known that I'm an extremely gullible bitch. I can confirm this. I've convinced her of many dumb things. I just, it's like somebody left like a few blots or like scribbled on a paper, like a picture in the sky and they're like, Snallygaster! Like, it doesn't have any of discernible features. It's just three lines. And I guess they're like, look, it's the head and two wings. Or look, it's the wings and tail. It's it's just bad. It's just literally, it just looks like somebody took a fountain pen and, like, did a couple swooshes. Uh, but anyway, the <laughs> no, they quickly realized uh, they would have to call an end to this because people were getting so crazed and so over the moon about this. Uh, they're like, we we can't have people hunting for this. We, we Or rather, I guess it was just they didn't want people to find out they had lied. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they don't care if people were wasting their time hunting yeah. for it. I assure you. So it was probably closer to say that uh, they were going to be caught in their lie and everyone's going to be mad and they were going to lose their readership. But anyway, uh, right. <laughs> their next report is that the Snallygaster had been found dead in Washington County because, and I promise you this is what they actually said, it was overcome by the fumes of moonshine and fell from the sky 
into a 2,500-gallon vat of alcohol. Which, yeah, that's how I'm going to go. That's honestly the ideal way to go. But first of all, I, they, I can't they, even... They were trying to... <laughs> They were trying to make up a cryptid. Actually, they just predicted my existence. <laughs> Me, like, making moonshine in the woods with literally thousand-gallon vats of alcohol. Oh, man, this uh, like a yeah. for Why sure. do you think I live in Pennsylvania <laughs> now? Do they have- All the good this moonshine dumb woods in New Jersey are used up. Dumb question alert. Do they have moonshine yeah. out there? You can buy it in liquor stores. Wow. Moonshine is so good. Yeah. I would also... I wouldn't fall from the sky, obviously, but, like, I would try to drink it and then, like, slip over well, the edge. Well, no. You wouldn't fall from the sky looking for moonshine. You might fall from the sky due to your lack of wings, however. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, valid potential point there. Uh, maybe I have a parachute. Who knows? <laughs> Parachuting is still falling. It's just organized falling. Organized falling? Oh my god. This just in. I will never call parachuting parachuting ever again. I'm gonna call it organized falling. It's what it is. I'm crying. But yeah, anyway, because of this, um, the, they were like, oh yeah, the government arrived and destroyed the vat and also the carcass, which is why there is none and no, you can't see it. Uh, so, s- s- yeah, sure, <laughs> believable. But anyway, they were stupid enough to believe it was there in the first place. Um, yeah, but because of say. this, there's actually an alcohol drinking festival every year in the uh, D.C. area called the Snallygaster. <laughs> Can I just say how much I genuinely adore how many, like, cryptids, myths, whatever, that are so tightly connected to booze. Yes! It brings me so much joy that time and again people have been like, hmm, what's something very wonderful that would be significant to a monster or myth and also is powerful enough to be their undoing? A vat of liquor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is, like, their greatest uh, advertisement for, like... Uh, prohibition age or like the accidental greatest advertisement for alcohol ever but either way I'm here for it yeah but uh yeah that about covers my snallygaster big bird dragon sucks blood uh many limbs swoops from the sky is a booze enthusiast huh I said I also have many limbs and swoop through the sky (laughs) also booze enthusiast uh, great. Booze enthusiast. We have multiple shelves of booze. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for the ideal person to go, or ideal cryptid, be like, you know, what's someone I could take with me to have a good time bar hopping? This thing tried to down, I cannot Ready stress this enough, 2,500 gallons of liquor, of moonshine. And moonshine is not, like, light stuff either. No. This it's sure. Hardcore. God. This is... I love this boy very much. Like, honestly, friend. Shaped like a friend. Sha- shaped like a friend. Exactly. So, uh, so, what do you have for us? So, I have to give a quick shout out to my very good friend, Jake. Uh, we went to art school together, and I love him to pieces. And a few days ago, when I was like, fuck, I have to pick out a monster for this week, 
and I didn't want to use my brain for that because I was busy using my brain to cry over the dumb, terrible show that we were watching. <laughs> the more important I, thing. <laughs> I messaged Jake and was like, Jake, what is a monster that you can think of that is... That could both win in a fight and is also very sexy. And within seconds, he gets back to me. He's like, how, how about the German gander? That is- and I was like, okay, great. Don't know what that is, but that's my monster. So here we are. Um, it is from Norse mythology. I'm doing my very best to pronounce it properly. I'm going to uh, accept that we're just not... I, I want you to know I almost did a Norse uh, myth until... I, like, I almost did uh, Hresvolger. But I couldn't find uh-huh. anything on it, uh, and I watched literally three hours of uh, Norse pronunciation videos. So just accept that you're not saying you're ready to move on because I watched three Here's hours. I I also watched a bunch of pronunciations of it, and and every pronunciation was different. Oh, I was like, I well, this that. isn't very helpful. So I I just ended up back at at square one. So the German gander um, was a. Um, it's a big old sea serpent who was the middle child of Loki and the giantess Angerboda, um, with uh, the other two siblings being Fenrir, which I think is one of the more well-known ones, and Hale. Um, and so basically how it goes down is Odin uh, basically took the three kids away because they were monsters. <laughs> Rude of him. Literally. Those are um, his grandsons. Yeah, but grandchildren Odin was but... always kind of a dick. Yeah. So it tracks. Um God. There are like wicked people who are who like still worship the Norse gods, and I just wanna say I'm not intending to be <laughs> offensive in any way. We're in trouble now. Um Yeah, I <laughs> I obviously do not know the myths as well as people who might still practice or whose families still practice. I know I had a coworker once who I'm actually working about trying to get on as a guest at some point who, uh, when she was younger, they would have an annual, like, celebration at her grandparents' house where they would roast an entire goat or pig or something for Loki. <laughs> so, like... Awesome. Yeah, it's rad as hell. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Um, so, German Gander was thrown into a big ol' ocean, and while there, he, it grew to be so big that it circled the entire Earth, still underwater, because this is an ocean that wraps around the whole world. So while underwater, he eventually got so big, he was able to, he was able to reach all the way around and clamp onto its tail. All the way around the earth. Um, and from that, it is also known as the Midgard or World Serpent. Um, it, so it's it is, still on earth as this giant planet-sized yeah, yeah. being? It's it's under the ocean, mm-hmm. wrapped around the entire earth. Damn. Big guy. Big old boy. Um, actually, it's, I think, genderless, unclear, <laughs> unimportant also. Doesn't matter. Um... Yeah, it's fine. So, one of the, um, there are, like, three myths mainly involving the Jormungandr that are still known. Um, and I, can I just say, the titles of these are absolutely delightful. The first one is 
uh, listed as just lifting the cat. <laughs> Apparently, um, <laughs> Thor encountered a giant king who basically um, makes Thor pr- uh, do a bunch of, like, deeds and tasks for him, mm-hmm. which is a pretty common uh, thing that happens in myths from all different worlds. Yeah. It's just like Heracles, um, whatever. But basically, he's pointed to this huge-ass cat, like a <laughs> ginormous cat, and told, you have to pick this up. But secretly, it's actually Jormungandr in disguise. Oh my god. As a giant cat. How do you- Hold so- on. Hold on. How in God's name- I mean, I get that this is literal gods and deities, so you have some variety of shape-shifting and or illusion. Literal giant snake. I'll also say it's Loki's kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which makes the illusions probably even better. Because that is Loki's whole jam. Um, So basically, Thor is like, yeah, I can lift this cat. Goes to pick it up. And it's so much heavier than he expected, <laughs> he only manages to get a single paw of the cat off the ground. And it is then revealed that the guy who had tasked him with this is actually very impressed with what he managed to do. Uh, he reveals his trick, and then is like, yeah, actually, um, if you had managed to completely lift the cat off the ground, you would have altered the boundaries of the universe. <laughs> You accidentally would have pushed the Earth in its entirety, uh, slightly yeah. off course and out of orbit. Uh, it's fine, maybe? <laughs> Which I feel Seriously. like is a dangerous test. Like, clearly he wasn't expecting it, but are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, apparently he was. <laughs> it, was a, it was a risk that was apparently worth making. Um, so... So it's acknowledged that it is very impressive that he managed to get a whole paw off the ground, yada yada. Uh, the next myth that we see Jormungandr showing up in is uh, here listed as Thor's fishing trip. Um, <laughs> what are the, who's naming these? I mean, I love it. Please don't ever stop. These are fantastic. My best guess is there probably isn't, like, like myths like these don't usually have, like, a, re- a real actual, like, title to it. Right. Unless it's been written down in a book. A lot of time it's passed down verbally. So I'm sure it's just, or it's part of a bigger myth, so people later on have to assign a name to it so that they can track it back down again and, like, refer to it. Gotcha. So I'm sure that's what it is, but whoever named these things did a very choice job of it. <laughs> Um, basically, uh, Thor goes fishing with the giant, uh, Hymir, H-Y-M-I-R, unclear. Uh, Hymir refuses to, uh, give Thor any bait, and so Thor's like, fine, fuck you. He cuts the head off of Hymir's, uh, biggest, uh, ox to use the head as bait, which seems wasteful. You could have, like, used the rest of it also. I'm, or, like, split it into many baits. Yeah, you could have cut it into pieces. Like, the whole whole big old ox is useless without the head. You could cut it into pieces. Anyway, regardless. Um, maybe he was leaving it for food. But, uh, so they row out into the ocean, uh, where Hymir usually, uh, fishes and where he had caught two whales in the past. And Thor's like, no, go further. Come on, we can go further. We can do better than this. Let's go out, let's go out more. Um, 
Heimer's like, maybe we shouldn't, and Thor does it anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Thor. Yeah. So, uh, basically, Thor then just gets, like, a really strong line and a big hook and baits it with the ox's head. Um, and Jormungandr comes up out of the ocean to grab onto it. Uh, Thor pulls him up from the water, presumably not all of him, because, again, he does wrap around the whole world. Yeah. And that would be pretty big. Um, uh, they're facing each other. Jormungandr has, like, poison and blood dripping from his mouth. So I guess from that we can presume that Jormungandr's poisonous. This is the only time it's mentioned, but, like, it is referred to, so... I think it's a fake, uh, know. fair statement. I almost said fake. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thor, uh, grabs his hammer with the intent of killing the serpent, but while he's doing that, Hymir cuts the line, uh, letting, uh, German Yander get back below the water. Uh, and refers to- Ren returns to its original position encircling the earth. Um, apparently in, like, mit- in, like, older Scandinavian versions, Thor successfully kills him at that point. Um, by hitting it on the head with its- with his hammer. Okay. But, yeah, in at least- the, like, main Norse myth. He is unsuccessful in killing him there. Um, and the final, uh, myth involving Jormungandr is how, um, one of the signs of the oncoming Ragnarok, uh, will be Jormungandr letting go of its tail. <laughs> Why that specifically? <laughs> I don't know. Um... Apparently, like, one of the things that will bring Ragnarok is that the sea will get really violent and, like, choppy and, like, you know, crashing waves and everything. Jormungandr mm-hmm. will release its, its tail from its mouth and thrash its way onto the land. <laughs> Didn't it technically let go of its tail? Yeah, that's what I wondered also. So, But I've seen, like, I've, I don't know. I think that was just for a minute. Whereas, like, when the whole thing comes, he'll, like, he'll do it intentionally, maybe? I, I guess. don't know. Or, like, it's more of, like, it can't hold on to it because the sea's, like, in a rough state, so it's gotta, like, I, I don't Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Norse experts in the end of times, please let us know. Yeah, and apparently how that whole thing is supposed to go down is that Thor won't be able to help anyone else because he'll be busy fighting the serpent um, and will eventually uh, kill Jormungandr, but will fall dead after walking nine paces, having been poisoned by the serpent's deadly venom. So yes, he's poisonous. I was going to say, that would uh, that includes the poison in it yet again. So it does include yes. the poison. I forgot about it, is my <laughs> cover. And also a genuine reason. So that's Jormungandr. Um, pros. Big ol' snake boy. Yeah. We love that in a guy. Incredibly, uh, incredibly big snake boy. Or snake being. Incredibly big snake. Yeah. Gender's fake. It's fine. Um, other pros. Pretty content. It seems to just chill in his house for the foreseeable future. Which is underwater, I do want to stress. So? 
Bitch, you once argued for a horse centaur monster thing that also lived underwater. Only sometimes. Only, like, most of the months of the year. It at yeah, least came out Gander's of the water. Yeah, also only water sometimes. He's eventually going to come out of the water for, for the, the end of the world. I think we have bigger <laughs> problems. All right, we're not debating this now. We're 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 we, we're we're adding this to the debate later. But oh my god, <laughs> I don't see a difference. Uh. Okay, well, actually, no. Now we do come to the debate. This is the debate bit. Well, yeah, but we are going to start with the fight. Yes, which I'm going to go ahead and say I win. I'm not even going to argue this. I I there's literally nothing I can argue. Yes, you win. <laughs> Literally, this bitch is gonna kill a god someday. He can take on your fake little s- s- f- furry dragon boy. Furry <laughs> dragon boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say if up against other cryptids, I feel like it would be fine or have, like, a decent enough time of a fight. Uh, but you have a literal planet-sized snake that's poisonous. Yeah. So, that's hey, all yo. I got, folks. <laughs> Yeah, Jake really lined it up really nicely for me for that one. He was just like, oh, you need someone that can win a fight? I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, there's probably not much that could win. Thor? (laughs) Well, Thor wins, but then dies after walking nine paces away. Still counts, because he still won. (laughs) It's like a Pokemon battle. Like, if you... uh, That's true. If it were a Pokemon battle, it would be a win. Knock it out and then die to poison or aftermath, like, you still count as winning. You know what? That's such a good point. And I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I am a kind and loving person. Don't think Make this sure will lull me into down. a false sense of security because we still have to vote on who's more dateable. Now we have to decide who's more dateable. And this is going to be hard for me because, first of all, you know I'm horny for snake monsters. I know. Well, it's not so much as a snake monster. I mean, it is, but again, it's just a giant snake. So, like, you don't have any human qualities here. That's true. But you know what? You know what? We decided Nessie was perfectly dateable. Nessie. And she's also uh, just a big old lizard. Yeah. We're, we okay. reached some. Di- yeah. We've reached. We've. We, all I'm saying is we have crossed. No, we didn't because we said Molly. No, 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 no. I mean, we did, but we said Mothman was more dateable than Ness. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We did, and then our entire friend group almost threw us out over it. Yeah, for having the absolute gall to say Mothman was more dateable than Nessie. But this is our podcast, okay? and we make the rules. <laughs> so if we said that Nessie was less dateable, that therefore means, oh God. Uh, anyway, I was gonna say snakes are less dateable, but that kind of. Anyway, snakes are less dateable. <laughs> if I have to retract that later on in another episode, that's on future me. <laughs> yeah, we're eventually. We're, someday we'll be like a hundred episodes into this, and we'll both just have lists of things the other one has said yeah. in previous episodes to use as argument yeah. points, and you, we'll be like, I noticed that Alyssa earlier said um, that. This big old snake boy should win, but actually, if you look at episode seven, German Gander versus whatever the fuck your boy is, uh, she said snakes are actually undateable. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. It'll be like seven months later, <laughs> and you'll be like, "Well, you'll notice that in episode thirty-five, you said this." 
this in episode 35, you're a lying bitch. <laughs> oh, God. This is gonna, uh, Oh, this is a true test uh, to our friendship, honestly. It is going to be beautiful and wonderful, and I don't know what you're talking about. Truly. You got me there. Um, All right. Uh, let's hear your argument for why you can date this giant snake that lives underwater can't actually communicate with you because it's biting its tail. Um, you don't know that. Lives deep, deep in the ocean. <laughs> Oceans are sexy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have it's 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 kind of hard to date something that's literally the size of a planet. You got well, like, not with that attitude. You can't. It could accidentally crush you. You are like so insignificantly small in the face of this thing like if it tried to like let's say it let go of its tail like thor style like bait and like tried to to dart out its tongue to figure out where you are because i can't stress this enough it's a snake it would kill you it would actually kill you not necessarily also i'm pretty sure it can probably see snakes have eyes yeah but again, you are planet-sized and would be microscopic, so it wouldn't okay, be able to see you. Okay, but I have an argument for you. Okay. If an ox head is big enough to serve as bait to ca- to draw for it to come out and grab something, it can absolutely see individual people. An ox head is smaller than a person, and that was big enough to serve as bait. That doesn't make you any less fragile, though. Also, it was gonna eat sure. It. I mean, yeah, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the on alternative side, Snallygaster loves to drink, has vampiric elements, big sexy, can fly. Some people like going on planes and stuff. Think like, you know, oh, that's romantic. Uh Wait, did you say some people think going on planes are romantic? Yeah, like if you're a pilot and you have like one of those small planes and- (laughs) that's nothing. I am removing that from the table. That's not a good point. All right. At all. Uh, Tentacles and sharp teeth. Good aesthetic. Uh, Just because you want to fuck Venom doesn't mean everyone does. (laughs) Listen- Oh, wow, I actually almost broke the gain on the mic on that. Oh, listen. Anyway, 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 we don't need to get into that. That is irrelevant to this current argument. Is it, though? Is it Alyssa? Maybe. Anyway, look deep inside yourself. Is it really irrelevant? <laughs> I'm not. I'm recording. We are going to post this online where anyone yeah. in the world could find this at any point in time. Sure am. And as someone who has to be held a professional at some point in her life, I can't go off saying these things. Uh, but you can and you will. And someday... A million years from now, this is going to be a successful podcast and people could be coming up to you in the streets yelling at you about your kinks. You know what? It's, it's and weird. you're just going to have to live with that. I'll just be Scarlet Letter. Like, I'll have instead of the A branded, like, on my clothing, I'll have, have a like, list a list of, of my kinks. Wood fuck Venom. <laughs> just on all your shirts. <laughs> so. Yes. Let's, uh... 
do we want to... Benefits of dating Jormungandr. Dating a god. Snake. Oceans are hot. Mm-hmm. Benefits of dating... Points to be made about that, like, feral thing that you always bring up. Mm-hmm. It's on my side this time, more so than yours. Fair enough. Uh, but mine would go drinking with you. Uh, shown to be big on alcohol. Shown also to drink blood, so if you're into, like, a little bit of, like, that kind of stuff, you could do that also. Is closer- (laughs) No to drink blood. Would happily kill you in your sleep over it. You have literally a poison- You have literally a poisonous snake that is gonna end the world, but okay. That literally (laughs) kills Thor, but okay. You want to come into my and house? And also disguise itself as a giant cat, which is an awesome party trick. Yeah, absolutely, but it's still a literal giant <laughs> fucking cat. <laughs> like, not to go this route, but sometimes size difference is an issue in a relationship, and I feel like this is a huge issue. Also, <laughs> it's poisonous. We have no idea, like... If it's coming from its mouth and you get too close to it and, like, its mouth is clearly going to be bigger than, like... Presumably, if it doesn't bite you, you're probably fine on that front. Yeah, but it's still, like, okay, if we're going off of actual venomous snakes snakes and it secretes from its fangs or, like, the, like, shooty thingies in its mouth, so, like, you could still have, you know access or be poisoned without necessarily getting bit. Also, you don't get bit by this thing. It would just eat you whole. Some people are into vor. Don't kink shame them. God, I knew. I the second I said that, I the second it <laughs> left my mouth, I was like, vor, vor. They're gonna say vor. <laughs> of course, I am. I am a shameless monster. Absolutely. I'm just saying, it's more dateable to have someone you can kick back with, have some drinks, have a good time. Maybe get into some wild stuff than like a giant fucking snake who ends the world and kills gods. I'm it just lives saying underwater. it's never fun to date an alcoholic. I'm not saying he's an alcoholic, just that he likes the party. He he died in a tank of, of moonshine. Uh to be fair, it was a lot of moonshine and the fumes it wasn't that he was died drinking it, he was flying over it and the fumes got to him and he fainted and fell in and drowned, supposedly. Supposedly. Listen, there's not you exactly a, like, highly credible sources on this thing, man. Okay, another very fun point to make. This thing, you admit, uh, no one has... The people who made it up did not actually think it exists. It is completely made up with no legitimate origin. Mine... So? People genuinely no, believed hold on, in... No, and- stop, stop. That does not affect dateability. <laughs> I'm sorry. It You're does! Not, if it, at no, no point in existence no. has it been even remotely considered real. It was in the 1730s by the people who first supposedly found it. And second of all, we're literally doing a podcast on monsters. You are supporting cryptid- a- Are you telling me Echidna s- exists? Are you telling me that any of the previous things you've done actually okay. have basis okay, for fine. really existing? None of my points. My, it, it had absolutely no basis, but what I will say is yours was made up for the sake of okay, capitalism. That, that's not its fault. It's not like, oh, if I date this, I too am suddenly a capitalist. Like, it can't help what people have propagated its story capitalism for. Capitalism is contagious now. What? I said capitalism yeah. is contagious now. It's not the Snallygaster's fault, goddammit. Well, I refuse to bend on this one. Uh, 
I will take my win on the fight. I refuse to acknowledge a loss on the dateability. Uh, okay, so I'm accepting a win as dateability because just because you <laughs> won't accept the loss doesn't mean it isn't one. So you don't have to say it, but I'll know. So anyway, everybody <laughs> head over to our Twitter. Uh, there will be a poll set up. Speaking of. Where you can all tell Alyssa how wrong she is. Right. Anyway. Hey, yo. Uh, speaking um, of so polls. Last week, we put up the poll for uh, the Flatwood Monster and the Chupacabra. Um, the There was an exact tie, which hasn't happened yet. This is the first time. It's honestly pretty but impressive. I will say, oh my God. Uh, the poll ended up going up before the episode did, because we had some issues getting the upload to work. Uh, while on last week's episode, you're just determined and to get the there w was on this, aren't a you? vote for the chupacabra sent in prior to the episode actually being posted. There was one also for uh, the Flatwood yes, monster. Yes, but we know who voted for the Flatwood monster, and that was the person who edited the episode, so she heard it. Uh-huh. She had I'm listened saying, to the arguments we, before. We could have this argument every single time. Just because we know it now doesn't mean it Never before happens. have we had evidence of this voter just fraud. Didn't, don't actually bother voting in the poll because Brooke won't count your results as valid and doesn't care about your opinion. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, it's kind um, of what it sounded like to me. I am going to hold in my heart that Flatwood Monster won. It's a tie. Alyssa can decide it's, whatever it's she wants. It's a tie. Wants. That's what the Absolutely results not. say. Fuck off. Get out of my house. It literally says 50-50. Um, fuck you. Uh, but in all seriousness, guys, um, try not to vote until you've listened to Pretty the episode. Please. We'd appreciate forward. it. <laughs> we do put um, some because degree it's much of harder into the episodes. It's... It's much harder for me to lord my wins over Alyssa's oh face if there is a possibility that it wasn't my incredible arguments and debate ability that caused the win to happen. Brooke won't accept and a tie. And that's just really hard for me. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, what? Did I someone hear something? I didn't say anything. I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear anything. Um, Alyssa sucks. <laughs> Brooke is uh, bitter that they lost dateability this time and also lost the line pole. This just in, in case you were curious. I hate you all so much. <laughs> oh. uh, so, the, yeah, please uh, listen to the podcast in the future first. I mean, like, we obviously can't control what you do or don't do, but we'd appreciate it. And uh, our music was made by Brooke's very lovely, very... Charming. I, I don't know what adjective I was going for. I had to pause yeah, there to think about I, something. I was going to let you keep going and just see what you called him. Uh, husband Amygdala. Um, <laughs> his name is Amygdala and you should refer to him only as such. I would never lie to you. Correct. Uh, my sources for this week were ancientorigins.net, Legends of America, uh... Ghosts and Legends of Frederick County and Monsters of Maryland, Mysterious Creatures in the Old Line State. So my, basically my main source this week was Wikipedia, as it always is. But I will say I did genuinely try to find other sources. Um, but a lot of the other websites I was able to, first of all, there's apparently a bunch of different spellings of this thing, which made it tough to search. Um, also, a lot of the websites I found were kind of sketchy or didn't have much info at all on them. 
Uh, so I did end up sticking with good old Wikipedia, who I would trust with my life. It's it's good to have sources that are objective. Like, I feel like we have a issue looming ahead of us that we haven't really addressed, is that some of our sources are either going to, one, not be reliable, or two, be very questionable in terms of who's writing them. Yeah. Um, which we do our best to avoid. Uh, but, you know... We're always happy to, well, we're not happy to accept correction. I actually take it as a personal (laughs) insult every time I'm corrected due to a deep belief in my heart that I'm never wrong. (laughs) Uh, But Brooke won't look at it, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So if you ever have a correction, just tweet at us, uh, at Mythids1 on Twitter. It's also where you can go find the polls in case anyone listening hasn't been voting uh, which, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but... Uh, and another thing is, we are always happy to get recommendations. If you guys have a monster myth or cryptid that we haven't covered yet, obviously we're still pretty early on in the in the show. But if you have anyone you want to hear about, um, let us know. You can submit it through Twitter. Um, and I believe that's all we have for you today. Sounds about it. Right? Yeah. I think that covers okay, it. Okay, so we will see you guys next week, and goodbye! Bye.